This is part one of a podcast on the life story of U Win Ten. It'll be over several episodes. Now, U Win Ten was born on Christmas Eve in 1941. And sadly, he just spent his 80th birthday in prison in Mandalay. He was sentenced in October last year to 20 years in prison for sedition. Now, of course, that's, that's tragic. But what's also tragic is he spent almost 20 years of his life prior to that in prison for fighting for democracy. We obviously can't interview him face to face um, or over Zoom or anything similar to that. But we're very fortunate that in the time that he wasn't in prison, he wrote his life story and it's called U Win Ten's Story for Posterity, Burma's Odyssey from Tyranny to Quasi-Democracy. Now you'll be able to buy that on any one of the ebook platforms and that's how I, I purchased it. It's very detailed. But who is Uwen Ten? Well, he's far more than a prisoner of conscience. He's been an elder politician of the National League of Democracy. He's been the right-hand man to Aung San Suu Kyi. He's been a parliamentarian and an army captain. Now, we're very fortunate that his youngest child, his daughter Chitsu, has agreed that she will, together with me, read in key parts of the book so that you get a full idea of the man. So, Chitsu, when you think of your father, what immediately comes to mind? I have to use that he is my world. Um, even though I have my family, I like my son and my husband, but, you know, he is my, my world. Um, and also my hero for me. And I think that this is not just for me, but also for my other siblings as well. They truly respect my father and love him dearly. You know, 19 years away from the family means a lot for us. You know, he missed most of the important lives outside. Like, for example, you know, a lot of birthdays, graduation days. Um, he missed when our adopted sister passed away. So he he know the news from, from the newspaper because in Myanmar, we, we put the those notice that when someone passed away, we, you know, we post that on in the newspaper. That's how he, he learned. So that must be very heartbreaking for him to know that in the prisons, not from the family first, but from the newspaper. But he, we, we never blame from, for his absence from the family. We were always and are still very proud of his decisions and his actions towards uh, not just what he thinks is right, but what it is actually right for the for the people and the country. And he stands for the justice side. So this kind of our perspectives towards my father also depends a lot, a lot on my mom because when my siblings are away, uh, when they left home, I am I am I'm the only one who stayed with my mother for a lot for many years. And I was, I was brought up with 
the narrative of my father being a very caring, loving, responsible man and hardworking and decisive man. So, you know, I always wonder what kind of person he is. And yes, you know, when we talk about hardworking and he was, he joined the politics knowingly that he, he will be getting into trouble. One, he was having a successful career, very promising career. And, you know, I, we, we never feel regret about that. But I, I wonder sometimes in life, how would our lives be when he stayed, if he stayed in the military or if he, if he became the successful businessman? Thanks, Chitsu. Now, you've visited him, obviously, many times over the years when he was in prison. Is there any particular event or times that you remember? Yes, he was moved to four different prisons. First is Insane, and then to Minjian and Mandalay Prison and to Qatar Prison. So there are a lot of experiences and a lot of hardships for the families to visit him, you know, foods and medicines and all that. The experience that I have, and also my father wrote in his book, is that when I was about, I think, eight or nine years old, when I visited Insane Prison, so, you know, there was a, a wire net that they, they make in front of, between the family and the prisoner. So there was a wire net. And as a child, I, I saw there was, a, there was a tear at the corner. And then I tried to open it with my little fingers. And I finally, I, I did, I, I can have, I can t- open to the, you know, to, to the extent that I can reach out to my father with my finger. And I started shouting like, happily and I said like Peji Peji which is like dad dad look at this now I can touch your fingers and you know he he was also happy that we can touch the finger like that and then and then that that is repair next 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 week when we visited him again (laughs) so that is the experience (laughs) so during all these years that he's in prison how have you managed to sort of feel close to him Yes, apart from my mother's stories of, of how he is being a good man, when ICRC visited the prisoners, political prisoners, and then they had a ch- after after they have done that, the pres- political prisoners have a chance to read newspapers and you know books and magazines, and also they can write uh, to the family once a month. So my father always wrote to each of the siblings very long <laughs> letters. And uh, to my mom as well, that especially to me, he wrote the Buddhas, the stories in Buddhism and how we practice and how we live our life ethically and all those stories that he remembers. I was very amazed how he can remember all those stories. And, you know, when I started practicing my English um, as well, I, write, I tried to write to him in English. And he was very impressed with my improvements. And, you know, we share my part of the stories. And also when I went and studied in abroad as well, I, I wrote to him, I regularly write, write to, wrote to him. And that's how I feel close close to him. And um, yeah, I feel very close to him. And my, my mom sometimes envies us. And she said that you're the one who stayed with me for many years. And how come you are very close to your father who is away from you for 19 years? <laughs> That's lovely. That's lovely, Jitsu. 
So, I mean, clearly he is a hero to you and your siblings. Is there any particular reason why you feel he's such a hero? Yeah, in politics, he can be blunt and he can be uh, sometimes hard. But for me, the way that he is staying his uh, life, I, I like that. I like for me, I'm the anxious person. He is he's not. He's very calm. And, he, you know, when it comes to the important decisions to make, he think very carefully. And I trust his judgment. And I um, he's not a panic person or anxious person. He, he's very cool and calm. And he lives according to what Buddhas teach in the middle way. You know, he's not dwelling on the past or worry about the future. And even now he he write to me, don't worry about me. I'm doing okay inside the prison. Um, you have to be strong. So he's the one who is encouraging me from the prison because he knows that I'm the emotional person. So um, not only just that, but also other things like um, he's very dedicated, um, smart, and he reads a lot. He's like a, he's a bookworm. He, he, he eats a book. <laughs> so that's, I have to try to be like him because I'm not very good at reading the books. So yeah, there are a lot of things. I admire him and I wish he lives longer and I wish he's, he can be out very soon so that we can meet again. Yeah, that, that leads to another question. I mean, how did you feel when he was taken away at the age of 79 years old and by which stage you were 35? I mean, that must certainly make you feel strongly. Yes. So a few days before the coup, he reminded us, I was in Nepiro, and he reminded me and my family that he said you should go and stay at the hotel not sick because i stayed with him for a night after the quarantine because i at that night and i feel very happy to stay with him and you know eat together and then he said that you should go and stay at the hotel uh, because they might do the coup and come and arrest me anytime soon and i don't want you guys to be trapped when they come so i was like really seriously do i have to worry about you being arrested again in 2021 you know, and I feel shocked and I don't know who I, you know, of course there are people who did that and there are people, there are certain people who I should be angry to, but that was the same feeling that once throughout my whole, whole life that my father being away, who do I put blame? I know who, but because there is no accountability no one took responsibility for making disasters to so many families in the history and now it is very outraging that it is happening again but i don't think this time we should not let it go like that right well thanks chitsu in following episodes you and i are going to read key parts of the book that we think uh, people will be interested in and which mean a lot to you and your siblings. So thank you very much for that, Jitsu, and I look forward to talking again very soon. Thank you very much, Peter, for you know having this opportunity as well. This is not just promoting about my father and his book, but also about what is happening in Myanmar since he is, we are, you know, Burmese people um, and not many people know about where Myanmar and what is still happening in Myanmar and we need 
we need to make the awareness about it and and also for my father's legacy as well this is a book that he he feels proud but and to mention what he has done um in his uh, political career so i i am sure i hope that there will be people many more people who who is interested in the books and explores what is you know in in Wintang's book thank you very much thank you